When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, July 4th weekend. We're going to do some money in politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his radio <sighs> show, More Money, following this show on many of these same stations. All right, kids, happy July 4th. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Liz Peak. The Bidenomics smokescreen won't help the president. Liz Peak, I asked this question at the beginning of the show, so I have to ask it again, because that was three hours ago, for heaven's sakes. Nobody <laughs> remembers that. I don't even remember that. What exactly is Bidenomics? Okay, what is it? Ah, well, I'm glad you asked. In my view, it is big government, big labor, and big spending, all of which means low growth, Larry. And I think you and I have been on the same track on this in terms of looking at what the president has actually achieved. Uh, all the stuff that he claims is complete nonsense. There's been barely a bump up in actual number of employed people today versus January 2020. He talks about lowering the deficit. It has actually doubled in the last 12 months. So think about that. That's not even the high point of increased spending. That happened a year or so ago. Uh, so I, honestly, um, and, and by the way, growth is indeed slowing. Uh, personal income, I mean, uh, spending in the last month was up 0.1%, i.e. basically stagnation. That, to me, is binomics. And real wages keep falling. Especially yeah. for the middle and lower middle classes. Keep falling. So, um, yeah. You know, Steve Moore, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think the whole thing's a big grift. Now, I know that he's got a, you know, a Biden bribery scandal that's a grift, but I think his economics is a grift. The guy spent six trillion dollars in two years plus to whom? Democratic interest groups, climate change, real green new deal, wackos. Um, various Democratic uh, groups, um, donors, corporations who play ball with woke and DEI. I mean, the thing's a grift. It hasn't helped the economy. It's helped his um, voter base. That's what it's done. Yeah, and it's helped uh, Hunter Biden, <laughs> right? Um, so, um, look, I would just add, I would just add one thing to what um, Liz was just saying. It's also, I agree with everything Liz said, but also at the center of this is uh, a model based on redistribution, not mm -hmm. on a model of growth. Growth isn't the goal here. It's to, re, you know, and it's not to grow the pie. It's to, you know, give people different slices of the pie. And I think that's a problem because, you know, as you talk about all the time, you know, go back to JFK, the rising tide that lifts all boats. And it does. It happened under Reagan, happened under JFK, and it happened under Trump. And so, um, you know, you see this. I just I think everything with the left is a division, even the 
you know, this talk about, uh, you know, that I'm not a, uh, a lawyer, but, you know, the Supreme Court decision on uh, on uh, racial preferences. It's it's not about it, everything's about pitting one group against another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just hate that about the, the left. Uh, and the, the, the other thing that I find interesting is the kind of sense of with respect to this uh, rightful decision of the Supreme Court regarding the uh, student loans. I hate this idea that you know, everybody's entitled to everybody else's money. Mm, <laughs> you know? yes. And it, all we're creating is a sense that everybody's money, you know, Larry, your money should go to this person and my money should go to that person. And you, to, create, to create this environment now where young people, I mean, why can't a 21 or 22-year-old be working mm. <laughs> while they're going to school and pay for their own damn tuition? Mm. I mean, it, it's just everybody seems to be thinking that they're uh, entitled to the uh, what other people have created, and that's that's not what the nation was founded on. You know, this is a good time to be talking about because this is our Independence Day, and, and the country was really based on. The truth is, people do pull their themselves up by their bootstraps, and they do make a great life for themselves. And this is an opportunity society, and that's what we should be celebrating. But so, Liz, you were at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity dinner <clears throat> Wednesday night. Do we believe? I mean, Joe. Joe Biden is trying to tell us that he is unleashing prosperity. His Bidenomics <laughs> speeches this past week were, you know, it's working, he says, the middle out and the lower up, and I don't understand any of that stuff. But this is not prosperity. Prosperity is 3 4 5% economic growth. Prosperity yeah. is real wages booming, for example. This is not prosperity. I mean, even I see people say, well, the economy is really strong. Uh, I, I was doing a gig with uh, our friend Sandra Smith the other day on Fox News, and one to two percent growth. I'm sorry, that is not unleashing prosperity. Prosperity <laughs> is prosperity. This is not prosperity. Well, look, he's just hoping in this sort of um, campaign approach to his economic achievements that people will be duped. Here's the dumb thing: people aren't duped. I mean, that the polling incessantly, repeatedly over the last year or two has shown people understand that they're not better off. They're worse off than they were. The slight tick up recently in sentiment about the economy is because the stock market's gone up. That does make people feel better. Mm. Is that going to last? I have no idea. But that does not substitute for across the entire spectrum of earners, as you point out, Larry, the fact that real incomes are down. And Mm. here's the other thing. Inflation is declining, no question about it. But it's not declining fast enough. It means we're probably going to have more interest rate hikes. And by the way, that is a cost of living for people who have borrowings uh, on their credit cards, which are going up significantly right now because people are stretched again. Uh, and also in terms of mortgage costs and so forth, interest rates are going to continue to go up is the general consensus now because inflation is not over. And here's the other thing. Prices aren't coming down. Joe Biden acts like we're all able to go to the grocery store now. Phew, you know, the $16 sliced turkey is now $8. No, it's not. It's 16 and still going up. So I I think his uh, I think he's lost all credibility. I think people don't. I think people are smarter than Joe Biden gives them credit for at the end of the month, as you say, around the kitchen table when they're balancing their checkbook. Uh, and looking at their bank account, they recognize everything has gone up. Everything's more expensive. And by the way, some of it can be directly attributable 
to policies of this administration, particularly on energy. Utility bills across the country are going higher. Why? Not because natural gas costs are going up. They aren't. Over the last year, they've gone down. Or coal is because of this push for electrification and all the subsidies that are pushing uh, electric bills higher. So So, people aren't that stupid. So, Steve, (laughs) uh, Unleashed Prosperity uh, Weekend Edition of the Hotline Price tags so far for climate change programs, <laughs> two trillion right. plus, two it's trillion rough. plus, and trillions more needed by 2030. I mean, that's really an incredible thing. And that's why th- this, too, is a grift, because it's going to. Yeah, I was going to say, you took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> it is. A, it's the biggest grift, uh, the br- biggest financial scandal in maybe the history of the world. And may, the only thing that would rival it is maybe the COVID scandal of the massive trillions of dollars that government spend for no purpose. Um, Two trillion dollars. And what's really sad about this is, you know, the, the left talks, loves to talk about this uh, climate justice. I don't even know what that means. Climate mm-hmm. justice. They mean, mm-hmm. oh, we got to protect. But think about, you know, what we're going, what we're doing with these climate change are people doing is going into these poor countries where they don't have potable water. They don't have electric power. You know, the women are still, uh, you know, doing jobs that people were doing in the Middle Ages. And they're telling them they've got to worry about climate change. I mean, it, it yeah. is, it's like cultural imperialism. Think about how much good we could pull virtually everyone out of poverty with $2 trillion. We could build empires. We could do so much. And, and what's, what's been accomplished with that $2 trillion? Nothing. Last year, uh, co- uh, the CO2 emissions were higher than any other time in history. So, gee, we've really spent that money wisely. Do you remember when George McGovern ran for president? This is a dates. I know where everybody. you're going with this. <laughs> 1972. <laughs> yeah. He ran. Yeah. It was. It was called a. It was a, called a Demogrant. Everybody right, was going to get a thousand dollars. A thousand thousand dollars. Everybody, no matter who you were, from Nelson Rockefeller on down, everyone's going to get a thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. talk about vote buying. So take that two trillion. They'd be better off oh just God. sending checks to all of us. Forget right. the climate so, change stuff. Just yeah. give well, us. They just that. give us the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, just they one quick point. That, remember, fourteen hundred dollars to everybody. So this, you know. this is an important point. We have created in the world. <laughs> we've created this this um, climate change industrial complex. This, look, this is a green movement, but it's not about green cleaning the environment. This is about people making a lot of money yes, on this right. calamity. That's right. what it's about. The green is dollars, folks. The green is so maybe maybe that's what this is. They've already done that, Liz. You know why he tried that? It didn't. It didn't work so well. No. That is modern monetary theory, left wing economics. Right. Well, I mean, look at the numbers show. I mean, his his, his economic approval is what twenty five, thirty percent. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, as you say, people are smart. They're not dumb. All right, they see right through this stuff. He's giving these speeches this week. I want to see if his polls, if the needle changes at all. He gave two speeches this week, I think Tuesday and Wednesday, defining Bidenomics and praising Bidenomics. And then, of course, the Supreme Supreme Court came down uh, on his head. By the way, you know, Liz, the Supremes, we're talking about this with John Carney. The Supremes, um, uh, 
saved Biden from himself to some extent. I mean, you could have had another $400 billion plus yeah, exactly. in circulating in the economy. Yeah. At least they stopped yeah. that inflation. By the way, finally, we have somebody in Washington who wants to cut spending, the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. But he's, he's, he's at it again, right? He's got new programs that are going to forgive different kinds of student debt. I mean, he just won't quit on this. And it's all about... The fact that young voters don't like Joe Biden very much and he has to ramp up their enthusiasm before 2024. That's the galling thing. It's all vote buying. It is all vote buying. I thought the issue was uh, the polling. 70 percent of the people that don't have these high tuition college bills were going to finance 30 percent. that did. (laughs) Sure. I mean, and I'm just interested. The left, nobody refers to that at all. I mean, you're talking about these colleges. They have huge endowments. I mean, the Supreme Court did us all a favor. They did us a favor on a number of fronts this week. Uh, Maybe it was a July 4th present they gave us, life, liberty, (laughs) and the pursuit of happiness. Kids, I'm looking at a Breitbart story. Poll, Ron DeSantis plunges to all-time low net favorability rating. This is the civics poll, good poll. So they did 43,769 registered voters between May 18th and June 26th. So DeSantis is officially declared a month, maybe a little more than a month. Governor DeSantis... Has got a favorability rating net minus 22. 34% favor, 56 unfavorable. Uh, and by the way, it's spread across its independents. Actually, independents are even worse. Um, I don't know what to make of this, Liz Peake. I'll start with you. I'm not, I mean, we've talked a lot about he doesn't have an economic growth message, at least not a defined one yet. But, I mean, that's a big, big drop. And, and, and when you look at that, and by the way, I, I, w- I sh- should add, wait, I, I want to put another point in here. Uh, during the same poll, President uh, Donald, former President Donald Trump reached an all-time high net favorability rating. So what do you make of that? What's his, what's his number, by the way, Larry? What's Trump's well, number? Well, you know, I'm looking at this. They don't really yeah. tell you in this oh, okay. Breitbart article, right. unfortunately. Okay. It just says he, he's got an all-time high net. So he's net favorable. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's very unusual for the former president, much as I love him. But the fact is, I mean, what's going on with this race? Now, we heard, uh, we heard Vivek Ramaswamy, a very bright young man. He's not going to be president. He has a lot of good ideas. Um, Pence has thrown his hat into his ring recently in the last, I'll say, 10 days, two weeks. DeSantis, I'll say, four or five weeks. Uh, I don't know what to make of it, Liz. Just give us a few jewels of wisdom here. (laughs) Well, look, I think Ron DeSantis, um, there are several things. One, I think he waited too long to start to combat the really terrible ads that uh, Donald Trump is running against him. They were very persuasive ads and good ads and uh, DeSantis didn't really have a comeback. And I think, secondly, a lot of voters that I talk to, I think just in general, people think he has focused too much on the whole woke issues, mm. uh, combating Disney, et cetera. Mm. To your point, he does not, he has not yet had a bigger picture presentation. And the bigger picture would indeed be addressing how he's going to grow the economy. And the stupid thing is, I think, 
and, and I think you agree, Larry, that he's got the background to do that. He's got a very successful state, which, my gosh, the economy of Florida beats every other state hands down, uh, has provided tremendous growth with low taxes, less regulation. He gets the idea of what that works, but he isn't talking about it. And when he does, which is really hard for him, people say, well, he's just mimicking Trump. Well, who wouldn't want to mimic Trump? I mean, his policies were very successful. They created a sort of new Republican movement. Uh, any Republican who does not agree with Trump's basic concepts of growing the economy, low taxes, low regulation, is an idiot because people, that's what mm. people are looking for. So that I think means- all that, and by the way, the, the real clear politics average of favorability shows Trump is still underwater and DeSantis is less unfavorable. But, you know, the numbers are changing in Trump's favor. There's no question about it. Well, the thing is, Steve Moore, think of it this way. You have last this past week, you have um, Biden out there trying to sell Bidenomics with all his gibberish. Uh, and, you, you know, both of you are ripping it apart. In fact, the whole country is ripping him apart. Were I DeSantis, I would have ripped Biden's economic track record mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. I mean, I would have spent every yeah. single day doing that. And then to Liz's point... I mean, Biden, I mean, Biden, DeSantis has a story to tell. I mean, it's the, the, the go back to the Wall Street Journal editorial, Florida versus New York. Look, New York is the Biden model. Florida is a DeSantis model, but he's not selling it. And I don't know what he's waiting for because he's going to be waiting and waiting and pretty soon it's going to be too late. Yeah, no, there's no, been no. Uh, more um, successful governor in America than Ron DeSantis. No question about it. Liz is exactly right. His record is spectacular. I mean, really spectacular what he's done as five year, in five years as governor of Florida. So, And I knew Ron DeSantis when he was in Congress, and he was a tremendous, uh, strong, conservative, free market guy and, and real principled. And I, I like Ron DeSantis a lot. So I'm puzzled by it. I'm puzzled why he's struggling so much. He's not the He's not Ronald Reagan. He's not kind of warm it's not uh you know he's not he's a little harsh in his rhetoric mm. um the left it's not just that uh trump beating him up but you know the left is beating him up pretty badly too uh mm-hmm. and they're you know they're 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 afraid of desantis the democrats are so mm. they've piled on him and uh i still think right now i still think it's a, a two-man race i really mm. do i think it's desantis and trump and uh Look, those. I thought those some of those ads that Trump ran against DeSantis were despicable. I mean, to say that you know uh, the California did a better job of dealing with COVID than Florida. I mean, things like that are, are ridiculous. I don't know why he can't translate that success that he's made for Florida into a kind of national campaign. Message. Are we too? Are we too hard on DeSantis? I mean, I, I we've said the obvious. The three of us have been saying for months now, right. too much woke, not enough economic growth. Okay, that's kind of like the basic point here. Um, maybe he's going to unveil, unfurl some great... I mean, Steve Moore, let me come back to you. The House Ways and Means Committee put out a tax cut plan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very good tax cut plan. You gave it a B-. minus. Our 
Laffer gave it about an F plus on the show. <laughs> In fact, I didn't know which was worse, your grade or the actual House Ways and Means Committee well, plan. Well, you know I grade on a curve. <laughs> grade on a curve. But I mean, you know, the three of us could go down to Florida and sit with the guy for about 20 minutes and, and give him an economic growth yeah. plan. It's not that hard. Right. That's what he uh, needs. No, he something. does need that, and he needs an exciting idea, you know, the flat tax or something like that to yeah. run on. Yeah. And um, so it's puzzling to me because he's, uh, you know, he look the guy won with what sixty percent of the vote in Florida. He won the Hispanic vote. He won, you know, in the cities. He won, you know. So why he can't translate that kind of success? on a national level. And by the way, I'll bet still, you know, here we are, you know, the election's still almost a year and a half away. Most people don't really know much about Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But the Iowa thing is January. I mean, it's not that far away. That's true. Look, look, take the hotline. $2 trillion plus for climate change is ridiculous. Right. Utterly ridiculous. Why isn't he out there attacking that? All right. Why isn't he talking about permitting reform? Well, Larry, why let's you and I and Liz. Why, why don't you and I and Liz and Art Laffer go see him? And, and no, really, he need, you're exactly right. He's kind of off message. All right. Liz Peak, thank you. Steve Moore, oh. thank you. July 4th weekend, everybody. <laughs> Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is still the greatest country in the history of history. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend. Have a wonderful July 4th. <laughs>